Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Now live from the 51 Radio Studios in Covington, Tennessee, it's Adam and Chad on WKBL Sports, bringing you all the sports talk you can handle every Tuesday night at 8 Central on 1250 AM, iHeartRadio, and Spreaker.com. And now, your hosts, Adam Craig and Chad Gatlin. Welcome in to Thunderdome. <laughs> WKBL Sports, Adam and Chad with you on Tuesday evening. As always, 1250 AM, iHeartRadio, Spreaker.com. We want to hear from you, the listener, here on the show. There are a few ways you can contact us and let us know what you think, and Adam will tell you those. Check us out on Facebook at Facebook.com, WKBL Sports, and on Twitter at WKBL Sports. And after the show, the podcast will be available on iHeartRadio and on our website, WKBL1250.com. Also, if you want to send us an email, the email address is wkblsports at gmail.com. And the phone number to call in, 901-475-9355. to weigh in with your opinion. If we don't want to hear it, we just want to answer. <laughs> hey, where's your camera at, man? Your camera's down. Uh, yeah. You got, got a camera it. down. Camera down. Camera down. All right. Well, we got a good show today. Uh, we're going to be talking Grizzlies first. Grizzlies in a game that had just got underway about an hour ago. Uh, Jeff Ireland is going to be on with us like he always is. Then we have got a special guest, Coach Sean Rock from the Memphis Baseball Team. The University of Memphis Tigers baseball kicks off this Friday. Uh, we got Mike Money from Sports Buzz Weekly will be in here. We'll also take your phone calls as they come in. And we'll talk about football signing day. Memphis had a decent signing day this time around. A lot of SEC schools had good signing days. And then we'll wrap it all up with Tiger Basketball, who just suffered a, uh, a pretty uh, d- disappointing loss uh, at uh at East Carolina, just just as we came on the air, the game went final, and we will kick it all off with our weekly update that we call the rundown. The rundown. The rundown is brought to you by Dairy Queen. Now with three locations, you can get the five buck lunch in Millington, Ripley, or Atoka. The Memphis Tigers baseball season kicks off this Friday at Oral Roberts. Coach Rock will be on with us a little later tonight to talk about this year's team. The Memphis Tigers basketball team lost a heartbreaker to Temple on Saturday, losing in the last seconds by a score 61-60, even though they had a 15-point lead during the middle of the game. They lost Austin Nichols in that game, too. He uh, got a sprained ankle. He'll be out probably about two weeks. Uh, Nick King also went down in that game, but he came back tonight. The Tigers uh, were at East Carolina tonight, and they lost 64-53. The Grizzlies are at home tonight against the Nets. The return of Lionel Hollins to the FedEx Forum. 
I don't know. I wonder what kind of reception he got because I didn't. I haven't been reading Twitter. I've been getting ready for the show, uh, and I, I, I would hope an ovation, and I would hope no booze. But uh, Lionel Hollins makes his way back. That game is getting underway, uh, and the Grizz are coming off a big win over the Hawks this past weekend. Adam, you got a score on the Grizz game? It was uh, forty to twenty. Uh, just a second ago, Grizzlies. No, I'm sorry, forty twenty-two Grizzlies. We got in almost middle of the second quarter. And that's the rundown brought to you by Dairy Queen, home of the five buck lunch. And we talk a little Grizzlies. Grizzlies in the middle of a game right now against a lesser opponent, but they played the best team from the East, the Atlanta Hawks. And the Atlanta Hawks coming fresh off of a win over the best team in the West, Golden State, were not able to win against the Grizzlies. And uh, I don't know, Adam, if you follow the Grizzlies on Twitter. But uh, after the game, the the Atlanta Hawks are known, apparently, for their Twitter account. I don't follow it, so I, I didn't realize that until I read a story later. But the Grizzlies decided to poke a little fun at the Hawks. And uh, they said, uh, it, I'm, oh, I wish I could remember exactly what it said. I should have had it in front of me. Basically, it said, uh, uh, Grizzlies defeat the Hacks. And it said no W tonight, so it's H A K S instead oh, of Hawks, yeah. and it says no W tonight. That's <laughs> funny. Yeah, I, I read about. It. I didn't. I didn't actually see it on there, but I remember reading about that. It was pretty funny. It's uh, clever. I, you know, you hope it's all taken well and in good fun, and uh, and nobody gets too mad about yeah. it. Because sure when I first saw it, it, I worried about it, but I didn't know that Atlanta was kind of known for playing around on Twitter. So, yeah. uh, you know, I, it's all in good fun. It's a good thing, I suppose. The Grizzlies still looking great, man. I mean, uh, you know, dropping some games, heartbreaking loss to the Timberwolves. Uh, still, uh, I mean, it's a one-point loss, and they're still one of the best teams in the best conference in the NBA, and we're looking at going, uh, you know, hopefully to another Western Conference Finals or even a Finals. The, the, that's possible this year, people. That's possible for one of our teams to compete for a championship this year. That that feels like rarefied air in Memphis. And we haven't seen anything like that since 2008 in the Tigers. I mean, you yeah. know, and then they went to the Western Conference Finals, but they got swept by the Spurs, so it was quickly dashed away, right? But uh, uh, still, it's a good time to be in Memphis right now. Uh, it, even mm-hmm. with the Tigers suffering, the Grizzlies are doing great. And they did have a good football season, though. So uh, Lionel Hollins comes back tonight as coach of the Nets and I did not see I, I didn't get a chance like I said I can't watch the game because I'm getting ready for the show right uh, at that time and uh, I didn't get to see whether or not he got what kind of reception he got uh, was it I know they were going to do some kind of uh, tribute to Lionel Hollins tonight uh, at the forum and all I'm wondering is uh, did, did are there fans out there that would boo Lionel Hollins? Because it surprised me, honestly. When we were at a Memphis Tigers football game and Rudy Gay was in attendance at the game and he got yeah. booed by the crowd, it yeah. really shocked me because I don't know of anything that people have to be mad at Rudy Gay about. Yeah, okay, I mean, maybe I do. He, he did run his mouth a, a, a little bit and make a couple of little comments, like backhanded comments that were aimed at the Grizzlies that were kind of veiled veiled insults. But uh, it was after he got forced off. I mean, you know. Well, I think I'd be angry if I got sent to Canada and 
Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. To the Raptors, which Listen, the Raptors aren't as bad you as can't you know, tell the team, me, but still. If your boss comes to you tomorrow and says you got two days to go live in another country, that yeah. you 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 wouldn't uh, be a little bit mad about I'd it. Say, yeah, he'd be, and I've and I actually met and talked to him at at that game at that foot, particular football game. And he's a nice guy. I don't, I don't get it. He's I a super nice yeah. guy. He's a yeah. great guy. He's a great person. I, I don't understand why it was kind. Of, I thought it was kind of disrespectful. To somebody, to, you know. Yeah. He brought a lot of great moments for the Grizzlies, and yeah, and he had all the right in the world to be angry. I don't blame him. Any kind of comments he said, it wasn't like he degraded the city or nothing like that. And not that I know, you know of. No. I, you know, I just don't see the booze. I, you know, he was he was the best player on the team for quite a while, and uh, he was the first uh, max contract type player that the Grizzlies had. And uh, you know, I, I don't know. I just and, and the same like Lionel. Lionel took you to the Western Conference Finals, the place that the Grizzlies had never been, even when they were in Vancouver. I mean, they've been terrible the whole time they've been a team until Lionel Hollins. So, yeah. I you know they made it to the playoffs a couple times under Hubie Brown and got swept in the first round. And uh, that that's it. That was the whole history of the Grizzlies before Lionel Hollins. So. I, I would be really disappointed if I found out he got booed tonight at, at the forum. I, and I will know, I guess. I'm, some people already know, I'm sure. Uh, if you do, if you're listening and you know, like you saw on TV or whatever, or heard on Twitter or whatever, you can call in and tell us what happened at 475-9355 because I'm really curious to know uh, what what the reception was like for Lionel uh, at the forum tonight. And so if you've got information on that, just please call in and give it to us. Can we get Adam's camera on or what? I was waiting until the break that way because you know, it makes all the noise. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Got it. Got it. Sorry. <laughs> um. I'm fussing over here, uh, but uh, I'm just in a bad mood. The Tigers just lost, man. I mean, uh, just couldn't, well, and really started was, shooting herself in the foot at the end there. Uh, oh yeah, because it was close. It was within three with just five, less than five minutes left, and it just got ugly quick. Well, it was the same old yeah. story though, as we saw. It's turnovers, turnovers, and more turnovers. I mean, they just right there at the end, they made a lot of dumb mistakes and. And, you know, had to foul, and then you got East uh, East Carolina shooting lights out the last couple of minutes there, and wasn't missing a free throw at all. So, but you know, the turnovers in pretty much did them in again, which you know we saw against the Temple game. The game shouldn't, have, and I I think that losing Nichols hurt and caused it made it a little the harder. But about, the way that game ended was bad too. It just yeah, a lot of you know the go well, back the to that game. The, we were sitting right there, and it's like they didn't get right. off the ball quick. They're not. They're not doing like that. I mean, they kind of did what they were supposed to, but then again, they didn't get back. They left dudes wide open, and he made a, a high, you know, it's a low percentage shot. I mean, it, he, could, he could just as easily have missed. But the fact that they were able to get down there that quickly with, it was only like 2.7 seconds left or something. It was ridiculous that they were able to get down there that quickly and score and win the game. You know, you would sense of urgency. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, Patrick even talked about how, they, you know, they did what they were supposed to do, though. They, you know, they crowd of the middle with their big in case of the miss in case I, of the miss I, 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 not, it, I, I understand it but it's not the other two not to not it came get down, down the to court. that is the thing though yeah the, the thing is those other two guys should have been down the court enough to and defend. we'll get into it a little later on uh when we talk tiger basketball but the biggest thing was that you know you can talk all day long about say well losing austin hurt them they had lost the 15 point lead it was it was like a two-point game when austin got hurt so they had already oh, yeah. given up the 15 point lead prior to Austin Nichols getting hurt. It, it wasn't. It wasn't the Austin Nichols injury that caused no, them to lose no, the game because they had been ahead for. I mean, we've got to really hand it to the team for to keep it a close game with him out. 
yeah, you know, so you really have to hand control. it to them in that. Uh, they did keep control and almost won the game, pulled it off, pulled off a shot, but then the guy goes down there and, and makes a right. bank shot on the other the end. The worst part do? about it was you go, you blow a 16-point lead. That's what I'm saying. That it was just, before I Nichols mean, got yeah, hurt. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, even then, though, they were able – they were, were you know, not even maintaining the lead up till he – you know, they were already had already lost most of the lead by the time he did get hurt. So, it's kind of – That's what like, I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. But, I, I'm saying that's just another – that's the biggest problem. That's all, exactly my point. Is, uh, their big problem is just – well, that and turnovers. <laughs> I think that turnovers led to just unreal – that they could keep on it. They just can't fix it for some reason. It didn't. I don't. To, I don't know what. Yeah. The, well, it's just guard play. I mean, it, it's been that way all year. I guess it's going to be that way until next year. Well, until somebody. And the thing is, who's going to be the guard next year? Because none of these guys seem to have gotten very much better yeah. over be the course of the year. year. Not be, that they haven't gotten a little better, but we. I nobody has stepped up and said, "Yeah, I'm going to be next year's yeah. point guard." You know well, what I mean? Tonight, well, you know it's not going to be Kendrick Johnson. So even if he steps up and plays well, it's not him. Yeah. He's gone. So who is it? Pookie Powell? Is it Markel Crawford? Is it uh, you know who's going to play? Uh, who's going to bring you good guard play? And, and that you know I yeah I, I don't well, know. And then they're all going to be young. And then you've got um, um, Nick. It's like tonight, Shaq did better. He stepped up a little bit, but and he had a monster game against Temple with the rebounds, like twenty rebounds or something. And it's like uh, with Nichols gone, that's what they need. Somebody step up. Well, Shaq did, but nobody else did. Yeah. You could see from the way the bats are spread. Oh out. man, now Shaq nobody was a else, monster in the Temple yeah. game, and now Shaq still had you know, double digit rebounds in the first half. Oh yeah, finished yeah. with twenty three. I think it was twenty three. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking twenty was what he had in the first. I think it was fifteen or sixteen in the first half. Yeah, and something. Like we were that. watching the stats go up. And we're like, wow, it's, he's having a monster game. But you know, we'll see that they're going to have to get better. I don't look like they might. They may not even make the NIT at this rate. Oh, I. This game tonight really could. Temple was bad, but this game really hurt them. Well, Temple's not that bad because Temple has some good yeah. wins on the resume. I'm just saying for win, just just as but far as total losses you needed for Memphis, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. they needed to have but won that game. You can't lose this yeah, one because you've got East a play and you and Tulsa good. still, and they're, they're, it's those not games looking are going to be ugly. And then we don't even know what's going to happen with UConn because they right. they got to play them two times in the next three weeks. So, well, that's the we'll first see. segment. We're going back. We talked to Jeff Ireland from the Leader. You're listening to WKBL Sports on 12:50 a.m. Springer.com and iHeartRadio. This is a special alert to consumers who owe back taxes to the IRS. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing during the decline in the U.S. economy, the Internal Revenue Service is now accepting reduced settlements from consumers on back taxes, resulting in back taxes reduced by thousands of dollars. An open phone line has been established by Federal Tax Relief for consumers to call and see if you qualify for this reduction to ensure your financial stability during this decline in the economy. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call one 800 That's 1-800-237-2199. If you owe back taxes to the IRS, there is no need to fear anymore. The IRS is now accepting reduced settlements from consumers, resulting in tax debts reduced by thousands of dollars. For your free information and to see if you qualify for your reduction, call the Federal Tax Relief Hotline, 1-800-237-2199. 1-800-237-2199. That's 1-800-237-2199. Now at the Home Depot, get 10% off appliances of $396 or more. 
So let's have a bigger and better new year. With an extra 10% savings on brands like LG, KitchenAid, and Samsung, you can cook smarter, rinse cleaner, spin faster, and right now, save bigger. Let's do this. With 10% off appliances of $396 or more. More saving. More doing. That's the power of the Home Depot. Valid through January 28th, U.S. only, while supplies last. Rely on power service this winter. When the temperature drops below 30 degrees, add diesel fuel supplement plus cetane boost in the white bottle every time you fill up. It prevents fuel from gelling and protects against fuel filter icing. But what do you do when diesel is already gelled or iced up? That's when you need Power Service Diesel 911 in the red bottle to restore the flow of fuel and get your engine running again. Learn more at PowerService.com. Get Power Service at auto and farm and ranch stores nationwide. Hey, check it out. Dairy Queen is making lunch easy, as in easy math. Here's the deal. You choose from three chicken strips, quarter-pound grill burger with cheese, bacon cheeseburger, or a chili cheese dog, and that's the hardest part. Then add fries, a drink, and the one and only Dairy Queen Sunday. One giant meal, five bucks. And now Dairy Queen has a new location in Millington on Highway 51, making the five-buck lunch available in Ripley, Atoka, and Millington. The five-buck lunch from Dairy Queen. Easy choice. This is State Farm Agent Brad Carlisle. How wonderful would it be if you could get to a better state? State Farm, the nation's number one choice for car insurance, will help you do that. You'll get the right coverage, fast, friendly claim service, and all the discounts you deserve. Plus, save an average of $480 a year. Call the Brad Carlisle team to help save you money today and get to a better state. Call the Brad Carlisle team, 476-7500, or visit online at bradcarlisle.com. Welcome back to Adam and Chad on WKBL Sports on 1250 AM, iHeartRadio, and Spreaker.com. Welcome back in. It is WKBL Sports, and as we do every Tuesday at this time, it is time to talk to the sports editor from the leader. That will be Jeff Ireland. Mr. Ireland, how is high school basketball treating you, my friend? It's going pretty well. We're kind of uh, you know getting ready for high school basketball. The version of March Madness trying to build it up as much as I can. But uh, yeah, we're getting you know we're getting started here uh, Thursday night. So we're, I'm getting I'm getting ready getting ready to go. And uh, what are the what are the matchups going on Thursday? Let's see, Thursday night, um, you know, all the district tournaments are out of town for now, but we've got, let's see, I don't have it in front of me, but District uh, 13 AAA, which is uh, the district that includes Brighton and Mutford. The girls begin play Thursday night. Um, I believe Brighton plays Dyer County, and Mutford plays Hardin County. Those games are Thursday night in, uh, in Newburn. So uh, that's that's how we're getting started. And Friday night, we have the boys get going in that in that district in uh, in Newburn. We have I think Dyer County plays Brighton, and then Mumford plays Hardin County. So that's what we got going on Thursday and Friday. Which one are you most looking forward to? Would you say? Um, 
You know, those games are pretty boring, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's another district. You know, Covington's district gets going also, which is, uh, I think they're, uh, I forget their district, but it's double-A. I think it's, uh, yeah, 15 double-A. Covington plays Ripley in a boys' game Friday night. That's a pretty good game. Um, you know, Ripley's ranked. They've been ranked in the top ten most of the year, and Covington Ripley have split those games this year. They play Friday night at... Six at Omen Arena in Jackson, so that should be that should be a pretty good game. That's that, that's that's one to watch. You know, the girls' tournaments are kind of boring, honestly. They're they're sort of we kind of know what's going to happen. The boys are should be pretty exciting, especially in Covington's district. You got Covington, Haywood, and Ripley. Those are three of the best teams in the state in AA. So to see how that how that pans out. That should be pretty exciting. Well, we'll certainly uh, look forward to and keep checking in, of course, with you at the Covington Leader, uh, or at the Leader, excuse me, and CovingtonLeader.com, uh, where you can keep up with all the reporting done by our own Jeff Ireland. And uh, what else you got, man? Uh, I know we had, uh, have we had the induction this year for the Sports Hall of Fame? Um, I don't think, yeah, yeah, they, they, they've held that. That was held a couple weeks ago. Okay, see, somebody else told me that, and I thought it was not for another couple of weeks or I would have made it to that. Uh, right. But Chick Newt, I think, was uh, inducted this year, and uh, Ricky Fain, is that right? Right, Ricky Fain was. Uh, I don't have it in front of me to tell you everybody, but Ken McCool is another guy a lot of people know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, he was inducted. He was a, a track guy at Murray State, graduated from Covington. So, yeah, they... Uh, they to those guys a while back, and that's a pretty nice thing that they have going. You know, it's still kind of still kind of picking up steam. I think people don't really understand. When is Coach Nude's? Uh, what I want to know is when Coach Nude's golf cart will make it into the Hall of Fame. Who'd you say? His golf cart. <laughs> yeah. Anybody, everybody who knows him knows what I mean. <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know, it's kind of funny. He, he, he you're right. He was probably the first. First administrator, I saw ride around a golf cart all the time, but now everybody does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he said he was a trendsetter. He was yeah, a, exactly. He was an innovator uh, in his own right, ahead of his That's time in, in principling. <laughs> That's for sure. Big news and character. I tell you what, you know, he's a he's a, he's a character. You know, he's one of those guys who just, you know, I don't know how old he is now, but he's, at this point, he's retired basically. But he still goes to like middle school basketball tournaments and hands out trophies. That's how like dedicated he is. Oh wow! Yeah, more. I always liked yeah. the guy. I, you know, uh, I, I, he was a principal when I was in school, and uh, I always, I always liked him. He, he, and I, I guess all the people from Munford knew him before that. I, I didn't know him until I got to uh, Brighton High School. But uh, yeah, yeah he, he, always a nice guy to me. He's just one of those guys who is just dedicated to high school sports and middle school sports really it's amazing you know at his age you know if I was him the last thing I'd be doing would be be going to New Bern on a Wednesday night for a middle school basketball tournament you know but that's just what he does (laughs) he enjoys that he enjoys the people getting attention and taking care of that so that's just what he does and it's it's pretty special people like that kind of help things get going you know yeah, because a lot of times local sports, you know, there there aren't there isn't a lot of uh, awareness. Even I mean, you know, it's not it's not that people don't support it, but people don't go out of their way to support it. Uh, you know, locally because 
uh, well, just because of the number of games, and then the, you know, if you ain't got a kid in it, you you probably don't know that much about it. Exactly. You know, you probably haven't been to a middle school you know tournament lately, but yeah, there's basically nobody there. <laughs> there's about you know thirty, forty people, all, all of whom are parents. So yeah, you know, chicks. He's you know he's he's a good guy. It's just what he, he cares about. He really has a passion for for high school sports and middle school sports, and you know I see him all the time. Um, there he might go to. He's he's there. Who so I'm there. Right, I'm there because I get paid. He's there because he cares. That's <laughs> which is a good thing. <laughs> uh yeah, but it's 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 fun when you go to stuff you enjoy and get paid, isn't it? I've heard it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh come on! No, I don't tell me you don't enjoy I'm those joking. football games. I'm joking. No, I do. I really do enjoy it. I really, I, I really do enjoy it. I'm excited about the uh, the tournaments coming up. You know. Um, you know, like I said, the district tournaments are at New Bern and Jackson, but once we get past the district tournaments, the region tournaments are in Covington and Mutford. Oh, wow. And, yeah, that's about a week and a half away or so, but, you know, the top four teams from the district tournament advance, and pretty much all the, all the local teams are going to be involved in it. So. We should do the show from there. Is it going to be on Tuesday night in Covington or Mutford? You know, I'm not sure tonight. You know, I'm not sure, but we'll, if it we'll is, let's do, do the it. show from there. Just uh, in all the crowd noise and everything, we'll just try to talk over it. <laughs> and, uh, I'm, I'm all for that. You guys can can work at work at, work the logistics out. I'm, I'm down with that. Let's do it. We have to find one more person because somebody has to stay here. <laughs> I'm I'm the, I'm the one pushing all the buttons right now. We'd have to have somebody back here to do that. So. You're the engineer and the talent. Wow. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's why the show is not that good. <laughs> now, now, don't, don't disparage yourself to our dozens of listeners. Yeah, that's right. I've got, uh, well, I mean, at least uh, four because I, my parents and Adam's parents. Right. Yeah. I always joke when I write something that it's read by dozens of people. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you, you, you know, you actually. Uh, you actually do have quite a few readers out there uh, of your not only of your sports stuff, but like I told you last week, uh, some of your pieces lately have been really good. Uh, you know, the little tongue in cheek type stuff that that's been really clever writing. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I try to I try to inject some humor when I can. You know, and and a big part of writing that is you know is having to face these people afterwards. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <For> example, yeah. <laughs> I covered a a, uh, a Tipping County Commission meeting last night and you know I'm sitting there with three or four people that I made fun of <laughs> yeah. Jeff Scott for example Jeff Huffman, <laughs> you know, um, so basically I just pretend like it didn't happen and wait for them to say something so usually yeah. they just shake my hand and smile they're probably cussing me out you know, <laughs> subconsciously but uh, you know that's just the way it is but yeah it's fun I think I think well, the most part they take it as you put yourself in the public eye I mean, Whoa. we know you and put yourself in the public eye. You're you're subject to scrutiny, <laughs> and you're subject to people making jokes about you. Well, it happens to me, and uh, like I said, the only listeners are my parents, and I still get made fun of. <laughs> <laughs> well, that and he'd say the same thing if they wouldn't do stuff you can make fun of, you wouldn't have to worry about it. Right? That is true too. <laughs> There's nothing. Yeah, some of those people need to keep their mouths shut. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Very they, true, but they may learn from the ridicule. <laughs> I doubt it. No, oh, these no. aren't. Well, at least at least one that he named I know is not the type to learn, <laughs> and they're not very upstanding citizens. Either, yeah. so. 
Whoa, you guys are... <laughs> hey, I didn't say that. <laughs> that was Adam <laughs> Craig. I didn't say that. <laughs> I'm sure I agree with it, but you guys said That's all right. I'll take ownership. I'm good. It's cool. That's okay. Most people listening to this live in Shelby County. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Catch on some of our calls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We get more calls from Cordova. And <laughs> yeah, but uh, uh, Jeff, uh, what's uh, happening at the Leader? What kind of specials y'all running? Uh, Discover Magazine getting cranked up, I think. Yeah, we've got one coming out here in the next week or so, and have another one, another one uh, coming out probably a couple months after that. So we got a lot of stuff going on. But yeah, for the paper this week, I have a you know the uh, I have a district tournament preview for both of the districts. You know, the, the one that involves Covington, the one that involves Mumford and Brighton, and I have the brackets in there. And um, you know, we talked about it a little bit last week, but the signing, you know, the national signing day was was last Wednesday, but that's in the yeah. paper again. Um, you know, we had the guy Wright and Petty. Going he, uh, yeah, got high high praise from uh, Coach Fuente at the press conference last Wednesday. Yeah, um. I think he might be a sleeper. He's big guy, you know. He's I think he's going to make some noise. And uh, you know, we had three other guys that went to Bethel for Montford, and we had yeah. a guy from Brighton, uh, Colton Childress. I think we talked about him last week. He's going to to free Hardman. Yeah, Basically. yeah, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, it, we, we've got we've got a lot of talented talented kids. The, uh, Bright, is is the guy's name Brighton Petty or Britton Petty? It's, it's confusing. Yeah, <laughs> right. I believe it's Bright. I used to I used to pronounce it Britton, but I believe it's Bright. I it, met his mom at the, at the signing, and that's that's the way she said it. So. I'm telling you that even Fuente, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, and I'll have to go back and listen to it, but uh, even he pronounced it both ways in the one press conference. So I was still left not knowing what it was. Uh, he did also have high praise for Coach Kirby and his staff at Munford uh, and and the job they've done at Munford High School. So I thought that was a that was a kudos for the county there. Uh, you know, to get the University of Memphis coach complimenting a program here in the county. Yeah, that's that's what uh, Brighton or Britton talked about a lot. Why he went with Memphis because there's a lot of parallels between Memphis and Munford as far as like turning things around. You know. Yeah. They both really turned things around the last year or so. So it's, it's, it's pretty impressive for sure. And, you know, we'll see how he does. I'm sure he's probably going to redshirt the first year. We'll see how see how things go. But it'd be nice to see, see a kid from Mumford making some noise. And, uh, you know, and, and football season not that far away. So we'll see how Mumford does, which should be uh, something to see. Hopefully uh, Coach Kirby can back, back up what he did. Yeah, this yeah. year. So we'll see. Yeah. And we also have uh, – you got we got baseball talent because, of course, we're going to have uh, – Memphis's coach on here in the next segment. Uh, we got two local, uh, Co- one from Covington, one from Atoka, that are playing on the baseball team this year. That Carlos Williams we were talking about last week, you know, he plays baseball and football. Uh, is he going to play baseball too? Okay, yeah, nice. yeah, he sure is. We, uh, I know he's an outfielder for the baseball team this year. And um, then we have uh, Hathcock, the kid from Brighton, right? Yeah, Hathcock, yep, yeah. Yeah, he's a pitcher, pitcher out of Brighton. He played football he's too, Joe, didn't he? Joe, I guess he must live in a Toka. They got him listed as Toka about going to Brighton High School, so I guess he's a, a Toka. Yeah, resident. he was a big quarterback on the football team. He's well, a Toka, that, that's a big misconception. Let me clear that up real quick. Just because you're uh, – the post office doesn't determine city limit lines. So just because his address is Atoka doesn't mean he doesn't live in the Brighton School District or that he lives in the city of Atoka. It, your address could be Atoka and you could live – uh, actually, 
before they changed it, the road that goes down beside Brighton High School, all of those addresses were Atoka at one time. Yeah, it, it, it the post office uh, address and where you actually live don't really have. Well, no, I'm just going. I'm not. I don't know how what they're basing it off of. I know, but in it's Atoka, just a they, you have I to be to address it. <laughs> with Atoka, you have to either you have to be in the Brighton or the Muffin District. I, you, there's no Atoka. When I worked school. in city government, I would have people call and say, "Well, we just uh, like the post office changed." you know a few zip codes a while back and people would call and say we just got annexed by munford why are we still getting bills from brighton and uh you didn't get annexed by munford the post office delivery schedule has nothing to do with anything else other than who carries the mail and uh so anyway that's peppy just want to throw that it's educational radio (laughs) jeff has lost interest (laughs) <laughs> no, that, that, very, that interests me a lot. Yeah, yeah I mean, you know, that reminds me, Chad. I used to, when you worked at the Brighton, you worked for the Brighton uh, Fire Department at one point, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I used to always see you going by the Munford McDonald's almost every morning. Yep. I live, yeah, I live, you know, basically a quarter mile from that McDonald's. So. Oh, okay. I yeah, I well, you, you you would still notice me now because I'm hooked on McDonald's coffee, uh, and you would still notice it now. Uh, well, I don't come that way anymore because now I live across the highway. But when I li- even after I left, I you just didn't recognize the car because it didn't have the big red light on top. Exactly. Well, we should meet <laughs> time and have have coffee and a you know. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, you just tell me, man, because I don't turn down McDonald's coffee. I I, I get it. Uh, I get. I, I make the now see they sell McDonald's coffee at yeah, uh, Kroger like you can get it in get K it cups and I've been waiting on that for five years at least I've been been dying for them to have put to put McDonald's coffee out there where you could buy it like you do Starbucks and so now I get my coffee in the morning at home but I drink my afternoon coffee I get from McDonald's. Nice, I didn't realize that. Well, we'll have to uh, meet up sometime. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Jeff, uh, we got to get out of here, man. You got any words of wisdom for us before we uh, let you go? I don't really. Just you know, buy 10 copies of The Leader at the newsstand and log on to CovingTheLeader.com. That's all, that's all I have. All right. Sounds good. We'll talk to you next week. All right, guys. You're awesome. Appreciate it. All right. No problem. Have a good one, bud. Jeff Ireland, sports editor of The Leader. When we come back, we are expecting a call at any moment from Coach Rock with Memphis Baseball. You're listening to WKBL Sports on 1250 AM, Spreaker.com, iHeartRadio. This is a special alert to consumers who own back taxes to the IRS. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing during the decline in the U.S. economy, the Internal Revenue Service is now accepting reduced settlements from consumers on back taxes, resulting in back taxes reduced by thousands of dollars. An open phone line has been established by Federal Tax Relief for consumers to call and see if you qualify for this reduction to ensure your financial stability during this decline in the economy. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call 1-800-237-2199. That's 1-800-237-2199. If you owe back taxes to the IRS, there is no need to fear anymore. The IRS is now accepting reduced settlements from consumers, resulting in tax debts reduced by thousands of dollars. For your free information and to see if you qualify for your reduction, call the Federal Tax Relief Hotline, 1-800-237-2199, 1-800-237-2199. That's 1-800-237-2199. 
change. Covington and Tipton County has seen a lot of change over the past 10 years, but one thing that hasn't changed is the compassionate service that's the hallmark of Covington Funeral Home. Have you changed your mind about a traditional funeral and are now considering cremation? Well, Covington Funeral Home offers a variety of cremation services. If you have a pre-planned funeral at another funeral home, you can change that too. Covington Funeral Home gladly accepts pre-planned funerals from other funeral homes. Remember, it's caring for the community with compassion. Call Covington Funeral Home 476 Alive on the banks of the Great Snake River, soaking up sun. In 2007, a group of talented men known as The Standards visited Tipton County and rocked every place they performed. Well, they are coming back as Spencer's Own Saturday, February 21st, live on stage at the Ruffin Theater in Covington. Spencer's Own performing their great rock sound. One night only, Saturday, February 21st, showtime 7 p.m. at the Ruffin. What's that sound? What sound? It's like techno. Gotta, gotta. Oh, get it, John. How can you hear that? It's my fear going on in my head. Honey, grab your laptop. Log on to MemphisHelpWanted.com. Who? They have hundreds of local jobs. Is it getting louder? It's free and you can upload your resume in minutes. I can't believe you can hear the inside of my brain. I can't believe your fear is techno. Weird. I thought it would be more like metal. I like metal fear techno, you know. Stop the fear. MemphisHelpWanted.com. Long name. Amazing results. Morning, Mr. Feldner. Ugly shirt. Excuse me? Oh, sorry, sorry, sir. I meant to say happy to be at work. Jen has lost her filter because she's exhausted from commuting long hours to work every day. Sir, you have very long nose hairs. Nose hairs? There's hope for Jen. It's MemphisHelpWanted.com, the place to find hundreds of local jobs. Sir, you have very bad breath. What? Also, your freeloader son is on the phone. You're fired. Find a job close to home. MemphisHelpWanted.com. Long name, amazing results. Welcome back to Adam and Chad on WKBL Sports on 1250 AM, iHeartRadio, and Spreaker.com. Welcome back in, WKBL Sports. Adam Craig, Chad Gatlin here with you, and joining us now, the coach of the University of Memphis baseball team, Coach Darren Schoenrock. Coach, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, guys. How you doing? Uh, we're doing good. Uh, you are coming off of your fourth winning season, about to head into the fifth. Well, that's that's, that's right. That's the way we're thinking. Uh, yeah, we've won, we've won 34 years in a row now. That's something I guess hasn't been done at Memphis in a long time, uh, 20-something years. So I, I like the group. we got an experienced group, and, and they're at the point now where they're kind of tired of playing against each other. They're ready to see somebody in a different uniform now. Absolutely. Uh, and... How many people are you getting back from last year's team impact players? Well, the the lineup that we're going to go with this weekend, position player-wise, it's actually going to be uh, six of our nine. You know, we're going to we're, we'll have three new guys in there, uh, depending on who we end up DHing. But uh, experience on that side of the ball, you know, uh, one through six are all back, and and uh, uh, that's that's very comforting when you have that kind of return. You know, all of the RBI guys are back. Our leadoff hitter's back. Uh, the entire outfield is back. And, they, and so, you know, experience is a big thing in college athletics, and, and we're experienced on that side of the ball. And we actually have some some experience on the on the mound too. So uh, it's it's probably the, the the most experienced and the deepest team we've had in three or four years. Yeah, 
Uh, speaking of experience, Coach, uh, how big a deal is it that uh, Wellingford elected to stay instead of going with the LA Angels in the draft this year? Well, that, of an yeah, that, that was that was huge. You know, it's uh, it, we don't keep juniors very often that are drafted. Um, you know what it, what what that gives you is it gives you experience. It gives you somebody that that, that you know has some familiarity with the Friday night role, and he's a leader. You know, off the field too. Uh, so we're we're very excited about about Caleb returning, and, and uh, he seems to you know so far what we've seen so far he's just kind of picked up right where right where he left off in the spring, and, and we're going to go with him Friday night. Cool. Now with uh, losing Moody and Beeler and um, Petty being gone, or Reed, I'm sorry, being gone, departing. Who, who is there anybody in particular you think will probably step up to help out Wellingford in the bullpen? Because I know you. Lost about half your bullpen last year. Yeah, you know, and I think we, we we'll have some new guys. You know, uh, uh, we have a, a re- returning guy that kind of threw late in the game, or uh, a submarine pitcher named Nolan Blackwood. That I think will be outstanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, it'll be comforting to get him back, and then coming back to form this year in his senior year, uh, left-handed Blake Myers has been really good in a in a one inning role, or you know three or four out roll. Uh, so we're excited about what, what he can do. And then junior Craig Caulfield is uh, proud and ready to have a big year. So there's those three guys, you know, we feel like are are going to be the guys that we're asked to get the last six outs of the game. In what order they go in, we're not really sure. But So you got to bridge the gap in between the starters and those guys. And that's where, you know, a sophomore, Ryan Garner, who did that last year for some, um, and then, and then three freshmen have emerged in that role too that we're very excited about. So, some young guys in the middle, some you know, some old guys starting, some young guys in the middle, and then quality at the back end of the bullpen. We're very excited about that. Oh, I bet it's all always a good thing to have that depth and have the leadership along with the youngins together to learn from one another. You can do a lot. Oh, it is, it is, and and you know this team is, uh, and, and you, you see we're kind of opening up on the road this year and when you put the schedule together you kind of uh, normally in a normal season at Memphis the, uh, uh, two of the first four weekends uh, two of the first uh, five weekends are on the road anyway and we elected to go with the first two uh, to try to get them out of the way you know yeah. because we do have such a veteran group and I think they'll handle the road fine yeah I think I was reading Greg it's uh, first time since 07 that you've started on the road it is first, first first time in a while, and, and you know you keep you build the schedules one to two years in advance, and we yeah. we kind of kind of pointed towards this year being a year that we have some experience on both sides of the ball. So uh, I don't really mind getting out and getting on the road, and like I said, getting that, that's going to create a you know it'll actually create a four weekend in a row homestand coming up after these first two weeks are out of the way. Oh yeah, it should be some good experience for the guys. I noticed. Uh, I mean, I'm not the last year's schedule. It looks like there's a lot more home games this year. Well, we typically, you know, we, we typically out, out of the 56 will be somewhere in the neighborhood of 29 to 33 or four, and then we, you know, this is one of those rare years we have three games at AutoZone Park. Yeah, and uh, with with the Arkansas back to back night, you know, one night in Little Rock, one night at AutoZone, then Ole Miss we play at AutoZone every year, and then Mississippi State is a is one game a year we rotate the location between Starkville and AutoZone and this year it falls here so we go down there we go down there three times we've got the uh, the Babe Howard Classic 
uh, we'll play one game a year in Millington, and that's going to be later on in the year. And then we we also play a a back to back night with Middle Tennessee, with the second game of the series being at the ballpark in Jackson. So we're we're, we're getting this group into some different venues too, and you know all those things will will, will pay dividends when you get into postseason play. And you got to go on the road and play in neutral sites and play in different ballparks and. And uh, I feel like this team is, is built for the postseason. Yeah, it looks like it. Uh, is there any particular game in particular that y'all have marked on the schedule, maybe something from last year that didn't go quite the way you wanted or anything, anybody that y'all just – I mean, outside of, like, obvious, the AutoZone Park games. Well, you know, yeah, those about. are big. And, you know, and they're all big when you, you know, when you, when you try to get the regional play. Every game, you know, we try to treat it, you know, one day, one game at a time. But uh, the Central Arkansas – game you know they they had an outstanding team last year and, and returned a lot of those guys and and uh i think uh, beat us actually beat us two out of three over here so we'll have to you my, know my fiance, my fiance is a uca alum okay so she'll, well, be, she'll be glad to hear that <laughs> they've actually they've had quite a bit of success in baseball just you know in the, in the past few years so uh that'll be a big challenge and and uh they got a very nice place to play there and then you know i'm in, you know anticipating a really good series with them D coach, do you feel like uh, with the departure of uh, Louisville that uh, it may make the conference a little easier to handle this year? Or do you well, you know, kind of was Louisville was outstanding last year, and and really when when it does settle at the end of the year, uh, I felt like Houston was every bit as good as Louisville, and yeah. uh, Houston, you know, they were a couple outs away from Omaha. They ended up playing in a super regional. Louisville made it to Omaha, so. Yeah. Uh, I think this league this year, with with, with what's returning uh, from the position player side, there's going to be some very experienced lineups. You know, a lot of a lot of young lineups last year, and I think it can be a three to four bid league. And, and, and if you look at it, the adding adding Tulane to the mix, who has made multiple trips to the College World Series, yeah. uh, a lot of history there. Adding East Carolina, you know, to the league, with you know who plays outstanding baseball, and you know we're playing. In East Carolina, play in front of around 3,500 is what they draw a game. So, yeah. um, adding two quality people to the league, I think, only strengthens it. You know, from a from a top to bottom standpoint. Obviously, Louisville was, you know, the kind of year that they've rattled off some good years in a row now. But um, and then the two Florida schools, Central Florida and South Florida. South Florida's got a new coaching staff. Uh, Tulane's got a new coaching staff. East Carolina's got a new coaching staff. So a lot of uh, think new things to learn about those those people and the way they play, but the the consistent thing is they're they're schools that are all very committed to baseball and, and have done an outstanding job just just building programs. So a lot of good baseball programs in the league, and and we we you know we got a lot of a lot of preseason things to take care of ahead of time, but but we're anxiously awaiting that start of that league season too. Coach, uh, we're, of course, here in Covington, uh, so we're familiar with Carlos Williams. Can you talk about a little bit about him? Yeah, you know, Carlos is uh, outstanding. He, he, uh, we recruited him out of high school, and, uh, and of course, you know, Old Miss got him, and he actually came back to Memphis last January, a year ago, and uh, came out and joined the football team and came out and went through spring practice uh uh, came through this fall, redshirted this fall in football, and then part of the part of the uh, uh, the deal when he came back was he, he you know he verbalized to the coaches that he wanted to play bowl. So we just said, hey, Carlos, take care of football in the fall. When fall's done, 
uh, let's see where we are. He came out with us, uh, you know, after New Year's and started working out, started swinging the bat, and and uh, has really jumped right in there and 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 been outstanding. He he he's got a tool, you know, that's very unique and the, the kind of runner that he is. And uh, he, you know, he's had some catching up to do with the bat, and he and he continues to do that every day. But he's been a joy. He's just been a remarkable worker and has fit right in with our guys and and uh, he's, I think he's really enjoying what he's doing. He he won't be in the starting lineup, you know, he's he's gonna be a role player for a little bit until, you know, we get a better evaluation, get get our feet under us and, and see. But I, I think you'll see Carlos pinch running some. You may see him as a defensive replacement late in games. Um and then as he continues to get his feel back, you know, he went about eighteen months without playing a game, so uh, it's a big. That's a big drop off, and, and but but we're very excited about Carlos. I think he's got a very bright future, and he's got a like I said, he's got a draftable tool that that no one in the world can teach, and that's the ability to run. And and, and, and he really he translates it to baseball, especially defensively, very well. And and uh, you know he's got we got we got to work on his bunting game a little bit, and, and he's learning about what pitch what facing pitching at this level is like, but. Uh, but he's been an absolute joy to have, you know, with our club in this preseason work. Another uh, guy that's uh, local to where we are is uh, Colton Hathcock out of Brighton High School, my my old uh, high school. Uh, can you talk a little bit about him? You know, Colton had a tremendous fall um, and, and has had a very good preseason and, and uh, is going to put some pressure on that rotation as the year winds on, we're, we're gonna we're gonna go with a senior, a junior, and a senior in the, in the weekend this weekend. And Colton uh, will, a- along with Connor Alexander, will back up uh, Colton will back up Caleb Walling for Friday night, and probably be the first guy to get the ball. You know, in the middle middle innings of that game when Caleb gets to his pitch count, um, and Connor Alexander, a tipped Rosemark product, will will do the same thing probably with Colin Lee on Saturday. So. Uh, very, very mature for a freshman. Um, uh, the work ethic that you look for, um, and, and he's a power arm. You know, he's a uh, you know, he'll he'll go eighty-eight to ninety-one consistently and sit there. And then you know, if it, when it warm, when it starts warming up later in the year, he'll be in the in the low to mid nineties. And, and uh, um, he's learning about college hitters. You know, as but, but he just like. I mean, just like Carlos, he has a tool that's hard to teach, and that's that's raw velocity. And so, uh, you'll see you'll see Colton get some get some very very valuable and meaningful innings. And you know, when you look at freshmen and you look at how much they play uh, uh, innings wise, do you you know are they just playing in blowout games or are they? And, he, and Colton's innings will be very meaningful. They'll be he'll be in some tie ball games. He'll be. He won't be our true closer yet. He'll be more of a, a you know, middle middle inning reliever and that, that could emerge as a as a midweek starter when we start playing midweek games, or could put some pressure to start on the weekend. But uh, has definitely impressed the coaching staff with what he's done, you know, so far at Memphis. Cool. Now, do you have any other speaking of freshmen? Is there any other freshmen you feel like are going to make any kind of immediate impact besides? The two we just spoke about. Well, our, our, you know, we, we lost our. We started a senior at third, short, and second last year. And now the and and the third baseman, the second baseman, uh, Drew Griffin and Zach Willis both battled injuries all year, so we had to we had to shift things around. Some and, and uh, our freshman uh, on last year's team, Zach Schreitenthal, uh, 
uh, got a lot of valuable time there. He'll start at third, and then Brandon Montgomery, a true freshman from Collierville, uh, will start at second. And Brandon is, you know, obviously they're both high school shortstops. Most most infielders you see at the college level at third and and, and second were high school shortstops. So they're Brandon's probably more uh, conducive to move to short in the future. We'll we'll start a junior Jake Overby at short and. Uh, who was once an Ole Miss starter at shortstop, too. And so Jake sat out last year and, and is eligible to go now. So all three are new, you know, as far as Zach Schreitenthal being our everyday third baseman. That's, uh, he was a role player last year. He's an everyday guy there. Uh, Brandon Montgomery, our everyday guy at second now. He'll also back up Jake Overby at short. So some newness there, but, you know, what you look for is, domination of the routine play and, and they've done that we, we stress that we rep that and and uh you know ethan gross our, our shortstop that graduated uh made a total of like 18 errors in three years at that position and that's that's almost unheard of in college baseball he was he went two years where he made less than 10 errors and for for division one shortstop to do that you know that's that's a tough guy to replace defensively Definitely. and and i think jake will step in and jake will make a few more great plays. Uh, you know, what I hope he can do is just dominate that routine play like Ethan did. But uh, Brandon's more of a, an electric runner, a little more offensive. Uh, we're going we're gonna to start him out down the bottom part of the order, but he's a guy that could find his way up in the two or three hole as you know, as his time at Memphis continues. He's, he's going to be a very good offensive player. Coach, uh, last year, Kane Barrow, Jake Little both batted over 300 for the team, kind of uh, carried the bats for the team. Uh, is it expected to be the same this year? Yeah, they, you know, I think the guy that has emerged this year that, that we finally are getting what we thought is, is to add to Jake and Kane is, is Tucker Tubbs. Uh, Tucker played as a true freshman. We've actually played him at second some and at third some and at DH some. And, uh, and then has... You know, he's basically what he is as a corner infielder. He's a first baseman, third baseman. He gives you outstanding defense at first. And Tucker now is uh, is about 220 pounds. Uh, you know, when he came to Memphis, he was about 185. And uh, and he's moving better, running better than he, than he did as a freshman. So he's carrying about 25, 30 more pounds and, and become very athletic. And, and he's been our our hottest bat in the preseason. He, he's hitting now more like what we thought. He, he had a tough year last year. He battled a, a handmade bone injury that a lot of hitters do. And he appears to be healthy and ready to go. And, you know, with Jake and, uh, in the two-hole and Kane three and Tucker four, uh, that's going to be a tough two, three, four to go through. So uh, we're very excited about all three of those guys. Then you add a senior catcher, Carter White, to the mix that'll, that'll hit fifth or sixth. Um, that has also started since he was a true freshman too. So uh, you have you have two seniors and two juniors that that will anchor the the RBI part of that batting order. Cool. Oh, coach, is there anything in particular before we go uh, that you want to let the fans know, or anything special going on with uh, maybe the first home game on the twenty fourth against Mississippi Valley State, or anything like that? While we got you on there. Well, you know, one thing that's that's really unique with this year is our season ticket uh, package or deal or whatever you want to call it. Sixty-five dollars. It's the it's probably the best value in in college sports because 
they, they elected to add the three AutoZone games to the season ticket this year. In the past, that hasn't been the case. That yeah. they, uh, The AutoZone games, they would not honor season tickets. And those are $10 tickets for those games. So if you, if you plan to go to all three of the games at AutoZone against Arkansas, Ole Miss, and Mississippi State, that's already $30 there. And then, right. so that's a unique thing. I, I really, right. yeah. really feel like this, this team deserves, you know, the Memphis Tiger fans and the, and the local Mid-South baseball fans come out and see a very, what we feel like would be a very exciting team to watch, a, uh, a very experienced team and, and one that was really, really prepared very diligently in the, in the preseason. So, um, I, I'm, I'm very excited about you know, what I think this team can be. We, we've also got some uh, the ability, I think, to score runs multiple ways, where some teams are built just to you know, out-hit opponents or out-slug them or hit more home runs. And, but with, with Barry and Tubbs in center and, and, and a runner like Carlos Williams and then Jake Little's a stolen base guy and, and Brandon Montgomery will be a stolen base guy, we've got a chance to, to put some pretty good speed on the base pass, too. So we can score runs multiple ways, which which kind of makes you tougher to pitch to. Oh, yeah. Definitely makes it more entertaining, too, for the fans. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. We don't, we don't really sit back and wait for that that home run. We, we like to put guys in motion, and, you know, we led American Athletic Conference last year in, in steals, and, oh, yeah. and, uh, and uh, well, right up there with Louisville, and, you know, we'll play that same way. And uh, and then, you know, I think I think a bullpen that has some some shutdown capabilities. You know, bullpen, making bullpen moves sometimes late in games in college baseball has been out of necessity. We'll, we'll get to make those moves this year because we want to, because we can get to a, you know, a dominant strikeout type guy that can change momentum on the defensive side. Yeah, so, sounds like you got a great year coming for, coming for us. So I, I'm, excited. I'm excited. I'm excited and, and uh, I look forward to seeing you guys out at the park and, and uh, come out and enjoy one of our you know, we got a deck that overlooks left field. Come up there and do a broadcast from the deck in left field sometime. Hey, we, would, we would love to take love you to up on that. Oh, oh yeah. That's yeah. Great. Great. Do a live remote, live remote out there. There you go. There you that go. sounds great. Yeah, well, we, 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 appreciate you, we appreciate you joining us, Coach. Yeah, thanks, Coach. No problem. Y'all have a good day. Yeah, you too. Coach D- Darren Showing Rock, University of Memphis Tigers baseball, kicking off action this Friday at Oral Roberts. When we come back, it is halftime, and you will get your halftime score update. PowerService.com. Get power service at auto and farm and ranch stores nationwide. PowerService.com. Get power. The Grammy Awards, Sunday, February 8th on CBS. Don't miss music's biggest night, filled with unforgettable performances from the world's biggest artists, like Sam Smith, who is nominated in six categories, including Best New Artist, along with Iggy Azalea, Bastille, Brandy Clark, and Haim. Previous Best New Artists include superstars Adele, Fun, Mac Lamore, and Ryan Lewis, and Christina Aguilera. For all the latest Grammy news, go to Grammy.com and follow the Grammys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The Grammys, Sunday, February 8th, only CBS. Really? No way. Hey, I'm Eric from Sam Adams, here to get craft beer drinkers' reaction as they secretly taste Sam Adams' Boston Lager. It's got a good body. It's got a great taste. It's very smooth. I, I like that. Think you've had this beer before? No. This is Sam Adams' Boston Lager. Sam Adams! Like, <laughs> I was good yes. Sam Adams. That's easy to drink. It's tasty. It's a very flavorful, drinkable beer. Smooth, but it does have flavor. I love a Boston Lager. What this tested is it put Sam Adams back on the map for me. Boston Beer Company, Boston Mass, responsible. 
Like the taste of fresh apples? Try an Angry Orchard hard cider. At Angry Orchard, we believe in tradition. That's why we use apples from a hundred-year-old orchard. It takes two apples to make each bottle of Angry Orchard. So raise a glass to a time when apples were best served in a pint glass. Angry Orchard, when you're looking for something a little different. Crisp, refreshing, and not too sweet. Just like me. Angry Orchard hard cider. Angry Orchard Cider Company, Cincinnati, Ohio. Drink responsibly. When you've got a cold and a million things to do, count on Walgreens for relief that's right around the corner so you feel better fast. We have everything you need, like Tylenol Cold and Children's Tylenol for trusted relief of your family's cold and flu symptoms. So stop by Walgreens to check feeling better off your to-do list. Walgreens, at the corner of happy and healthy. Now with Card, all Tylenol cold and sinus products are just $6.49. Use only as directed. Here's your forecast from News Channel 3. Mostly clear skies for tonight with a low temperature near 32. Tomorrow, mostly sunny and warmer with a high near 60. But as a cold front moves in tomorrow night, temperatures will drop. Wednesday night, mostly cloudy with a low near 30. Thursday, sunshine with a high of only 35. I'm Tim Simpson from News Channel 3's On Your Side Weather Center on US 51 Country. WKBL Sports, it is halftime right now, which means it's time for your halftime score update. Brought to you by Forever Green Lawn Care Service. Keep your lawn free of pests and weeds all season. Visit them at ForeverGreenLawnService.com. That's the number, ForeverGreenLawnService.com. Your Nashville Predators up 2-1 on the Lightning right now. It is 18.40 to go in the third period there. The Nets and the Grizzlies. Grizzlies up 78-66 over Brooklyn with 8.48 left in the fourth. Looks like that one is pretty well under control. Uh, University of Memphis, of course, we told you lost earlier to East Carolina. 64-53. In the NBA, the Suns up on the Rockets. 81-77 in the third. In the NCAA basketball, number five, Wisconsin over Nebraska, 30-13. Uh, that game, it just started the second half. Kansas, number eight, Kansas, up uh, 27-22 over Texas Tech at halftime. In the first half, still in the first half, number 24, Arkansas over Auburn, 47-37. And number one, Kentucky defeated LSU, 71-69. Squeaked out another one, remain undefeated. We'll talk to Mike Money about Kentucky Wildcats here in just a little bit. Notre Dame beat Clemson 60-58 to stay at number 10 as well. Elsewhere in the National Hockey League, Flyers and Canadians tied up 1-1 at the end of the third period. uh, Going into a shootout, I guess, there. Stars and the Bruins 5-3. There's only three periods, right? Okay, well, Stars beat the Bruins then 5-3. And, uh... Then uh, in the Barclays Premier League, for those of you who... And I saw one of my friends actually tweet out a picture today with an Arsenal uh, uh, toboggan on. Uh, So I guess there are fans of that out there. Arsenal beat Leicester City. Somebody is laughing right now. 2-1. And Liverpool beat Tottenham Hotspurs 3-2-2. 
That is your halftime score update. It is brought to you by Forever Green Lawn Care Service. Todd Reeder and his crew will keep your lawn free of pests and weeds all season long. They do tree and shrub care, bad weed control, aeration and seeding, flea and tick control, mowing, grub control, all kinds of great things you get just by having the guys from Forever Green come out. Make sure you get them out there and get an estimate early so you can get started on getting your yard looking great before the grass starts to come back because when the grass starts to come back, the weeds start to come back. Visit them at ForeverGreenLawnService.com. That's the number ForeverGreenLawnService.com. We will be right back with Mike Money from the Sports Buzz Weekly on WKBL Sports on 1250 AM, Spreaker.com, and iHeartRadio. To keep your lawn free of weeds like dandelion, crabgrass, and more, call Todd Reeder at 901-481-1140 or visit ForeverGreenLawnService.com. That's the number four, EvergreenLawnService.com. The Grammy Awards, Sunday, February 8th on CBS. Don't miss music's biggest night, filled with unforgettable performances from the world's biggest artists, like Sam Smith, who is nominated in six categories, including Best New Artist, along with Iggy Azalea, Bastille, Brandy Clark, and Haim. Previous Best New Artists include superstars Adele, Fun, McLemore and Ryan Lewis, and Christina Aguilera. For all the latest Grammy news, go to Grammy.com and follow the Grammys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The Grammys, Sunday, February 8th, only CBS. Really? No way. Hey, I'm Eric from Sam Adams, here to get craft beer drinkers' reaction as they secretly taste Sam Adams' Boston Lager. It's got a good body. It's got a great taste. It's very smooth. I, I like that. Think you've had this beer before? No. This is Sam Adams' Boston Lager. Sam Adams! <laughs> I was good yes. Sam Adams. That's easy to drink. It's tasty. It's a very flavorful, drinkable beer. Smooth, but it does have flavor. I love a Boston Lager. What this tested is it put Sam Adams back on the map for me. Boston Beer Company, Boston Mass, St. Louis Boston U.S. 51 Country. If your civic group, church, or nonprofit organization has an event you wish to share with West Tennessee, U.S. 51 Country wants to hear from you. Send the details to Public Service Director and care of U.S. 51 Country, 101 WKBL Drive, Covington, Tennessee, 38019. Or visit our website, us51country.com, and click on Local Events to post your information. Welcome back to Adam and Chad on WKBL Sports on 1250 AM, iHeartRadio, and Spreaker.com. Welcome back to WKBL Sports. Adam just left. I guess that's how much he dislikes this song. He just walked out of the studio. I don't know if he didn't know that we were going back on or what, but uh, fear not. For we have from the Sports Buzz Weekly on the line, Mike Money. What's going on, Mike? Good evening. Hey, man. Uh, Wildcats pull one out tonight, huh? Well, it was a squeaker. I'll tell you that. They, you know, ever she came out in the second half and, you know, went on a 16-0 run. Um, and I thought, oh, gosh, here we go. You know, Kentucky looked kind of tired. And, but, you know, after that, they Kentucky found a way to, to win it and, and squeaked it out, and Kentucky didn't allow LSU to score after they went on that run. So, I mean, I, went, I look at it as a win's a win, and they move on, and they're 24-0, and continue to continue to have that undefeated season, and we look yeah. forward to seeing what's going to happen. 
continuing to chase history there. And joining us now again, Adam Craig, <laughs> who left the building. Now he's back. I'm back. I'm back. He was mad because I played the Maroon 5. <laughs> yeah, that's what, it, that's what it was. Couldn't take it no more. And he just Had walked out. Maroon 5. <laughs> I went on strike for a minute. <laughs> I definitely got to get another song. Well, we're talking about, uh, well, I meant to change them out today, and I just didn't have time. Uh, the uh, uh, We were talking about the Wildcats, of course, remaining yeah. undefeated. Oh, I was watching that LSU. score LSU. That was a surprise because I know LSU's got a little bit of a mismatch for Kentucky, but not that much. I didn't expect that. I'm well, you got to have games like that, though, when you're chasing history like they are. And, yeah. and uh, you know, you're going to have close games with what you do in those close games. And so far, I mean, they've absolutely been able to pull it out. It, it's amazing to me, and it makes me believe that Kentucky may actually do this. They may actually – the you know, the only thing that's uh, – uh, maybe scary is in the tournament you are playing you know the best teams that are fighting their way through there and and it's uh a little more at stake maybe but i i don't know i think they can do it they can they they can go all the way undefeated it's getting more and more realistic every day i th- i think it's going to come down to what well of course obviously the bracket they end I, th- I think the regular season they probably pretty much got it wrapped up i think some of the experts as they say are picking georgia to probably be their most likely you know they do all the percentages of most likely that they might lose or their percentage chance of winning and georgia was like the one team which i don't see that but and i guess lsu was tonight was one of their tough tougher games but i I don't know who else on the schedule really florida maybe the last game might somehow pull one on them but i really don't i mean it's it's at Rub arena, so I really don't see that being an issue. But then again, Florida does that. In Arkansas, they'd say, well, they're ranked, but I, Alabama had Arkansas in the bag and messed up and lost it, so I figure Arkansas is not going to give Kentucky that much of a problem. So I think it's going to really depend on what region they end up in in the tournament. Figure first two rounds will be a piece of cake. It's going to be that Sweet 16 and or Elite 8 that's going to get interesting to see what happens there. But I, I think they could do it, though. I think they're about as close as any team's ever going to come for now. They just did. You're closer to the team than anybody, Mike. What say you? Um, well, I mean, I'm I'm hoping that it can happen. Um, you know, we're, we're like I say every time. You know, every time I talk to you guys, we're everybody's Super Bowl. It's just you know, there's a big bullseye. Everybody comes to play like it's the last game of the season. You know, LSU tonight came out and played. They went against our big man. You know, and I kind of look at it. Kentucky played Florida. Saturday night, you know, the game was at 9 o'clock. Game ended about 11. They didn't get off. You know, they probably didn't get back to Lexington until 2 o'clock in the morning. Had to get back up, go to, you know, school the next, you know, on Monday, and then fly back out to play tonight. So, yeah, because you know, I'm they sure... I'm sure attending class is high on the priority list for <laughs> college basketball players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who does that anymore, right? Yeah. But I mean, they—I mean, it could be. I mean, they look—they kind of look tired to me. Um, and you know, Cal was on on them, and if it wasn't for Carl Anthony Towns, they—they would have lost that game. You know, that guy's a big monster. I mean, he's a beast. He—I mean, two, three or four times tonight, he would go, he'd miss a shot, he'd get the rebound, miss it, get back up. You know, and there's two, three guys on him that, and he just kept monstering them out. And it's like at the end of the game, he—he he got the. Uh, the rebound there, you know, they fouled him and they went down. Luckily, the dude for LSU didn't hit the three. Um, Kentucky guarded it well and they squeaked out the win. You know, of course, Florida, I thought was going to be their hardest matchup. 
on Saturday night. You know, it's a tough environment. Anytime you go down to Gainesville, it's, it's very tough. And uh, they found a way to, uh, to win. And, you know, the last time I talked to you guys, I uh, <clears throat> actually went and watched Kentucky play Alabama at Ruff. Um, and I was a couple rolls off the floor. The way Kentucky played, and as big as they are, it's going to be tough. I mean, Kentucky, they manhandle people. They're just, you get inside, they're just very, very, very big in, inside, and they're hard to, you know, they're hard to, to get around because all you see is guys with the seven, their seven three wingspan, and, you know, right. what, what do you see? You see hands, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Alabama showed they don't have that size in the middle for sure. So, <laughs> for a second time this season, they they see, played a little better. The only college basketball time. game Adam's seen all year. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the horrible Dallas Memphis Temple game this Saturday. Oh, so. man. <laughs> But oh yeah, that was terrible. We were there. We witnessed that one live. So, and then I went home and watched Alabama play, and they lost to LSU too. So, yeah, it's just one of them. You know, Alabama kind of fell off the rock. Feel less bad about that right now, though. LSU hanging in there with Kentucky. Yeah, I mean, they, the Al- Alabama's competed for the most part. Other Kentucky's really the only team that just blew them off the floor. Which I was disappointed in that because over the past three or four years, Alabama, even when they've been so-so, they've given Kentucky a run, and it just shows how much more dominant Kentucky is this year than they've been. And like you said, the wingspan, the size, Alabama's small and young, and they're still, you know, they've proven they're just not quite there yet. I'm not sure if they'll get there. I think Anthony Grant's on borrowed time right now because they they gave uh, Godfrey plenty of time. Of course, he's rocking out at NC State, so it's kind of a – what you know, since you have a perspective, Mike, from Lexington, what is the buzz uh every off season? I mean, is there a lot of buzz around uh Calipari in the NBA or do fans are are fans pretty much secure in the fact that he's he's in at Kentucky for his last job? Um, well, you know, it's a mixed match and, and you're gonna hear anywhere media's around, everybody talks about it. So every once in a while you'll hear some fans get riled up, they think Cal's going, but, you know, me, honestly, I don't think he's going anywhere. Why would he? If, if the Knicks or the if the Cavaliers are going to offer him $10 million a year, Kentucky's going to come right back and do it. Yeah. I mean, Kentucky's got a lot of money. Um, the athletic program here, the way they're doing the renovation with Commonwealth Stadium for Kentucky football and their, and their complexes, I mean, it's, it's going to be phenomenal, and Kentucky's got the money. It's not, you know, why would you go to the NBA to listen to a bunch of guys or try to coach a bunch of guys that aren't going to listen to you that don't really care? They're, they're, they're just you know, a huge paycheck and dunk yeah. on each other. And, and they're pretty much all the equivalent your, to Alabama. All of your points are, are dead on, except I think one thing, I think it, it bugs Cal that he wasn't successful at the NBA level. And I think if he sees an opportunity, I don't think he'll ever leave for the NBA unless he sees a a, a, path, a clear path to a championship. And uh, so if he had a chance to coach LeBron and Kyrie and, and Kevin Love and, and thought that that would get him a ring, I think he would go. But I don't think he'll leave unless he thinks he can get a ring. And yeah. Because, like you said, there's a lot to put up with in the NBA. You have no control over personnel whatsoever. And uh, it's not his cup of tea, really. But I do think if he saw a clear path to a ring, he would do it for because of the uh, just to have that accomplishment on the books. Yeah, I mean, and like I said, and, and I don't think it's all about money to him. Um, you know, I just I'm hoping he stays and retires here, and maybe you know somebody else that they're going to have a tall tall shoes to fill whenever he leaves. So. 
Oh, absolutely. We're seeing that here, how hard it is to fill those shoes uh, that Calipari leaves behind. So That's right. All right, Mike. Thanks for joining us, man. I appreciate it. No problem. Sports, you Buzz we- Sports Buzz Weekly this Sunday night. That's right. 9 o'clock. I'll be there. All right. That sounds good. When we care, come back, we're going to tell you what happened with football signing day in the University of Memphis and the SEC. This is WKBL Sports, 1250 AM, Spreaker.com, iHeartRadio. I want to make something of myself. I want to succeed. The National Guard recruiter helped me get where I wanted to go. The Guard is providing me with paid training. In the National Guard, I get money for college, plus a steady paycheck. In the Guard, I train near my home. I'm there for my family, my community, and my country. And I'm proud to be a member of the National Guard. Call 1-800-GO-GUARD and ask how you can get the education and job skills you need in the National Guard. Sponsored by the Tennessee National Guard, aired by the Tennessee Association of Broadcasters and this station. U.S. 51 Country Weather is brought to you as a service of Patriot Bank, with locations in Covington, Atoka, Millington, and Barrettville. Down-home banking the way it should be. Glass tire and muffler. King Cotton Ford Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. King Cotton has it cheaper. Brad Carlisle State Farm Insurance. For all your heating and cooling repairs and replacements, AirServe. 901-622-5050 or AirServe.com. That's A-I-R-E-S-E-R-V.com. And Eubanks Floor Store, the place to go for all your flooring needs. Save money by calling Mo today at Eubanks Floor Store, 475-4450. Here's your forecast from News Channel 3. Mostly clear skies for tonight with a low temperature near 32. Tomorrow, mostly sunny and warmer with a high near 60. But as a cold front moves in tomorrow night, temperatures will drop. Wednesday night, mostly cloudy with a low near 30. Thursday, sunshine with a high of only 35. I'm Tim Simpson from News Channel 3's On Your Side Weather Center on US 51 Country. As a business owner, you're always looking for ways to cut costs and improve efficiency. One of the best ways is through your cell phone and other telecom bills. CJ and Stephanie, Advantage Telecom Expense Management Consultants, can do that for you by designing a unique cell phone, office phone, and internet solution with your current provider to mobilize and modernize your office into the digital age. Call now for a free bill analysis. It's free and could save you money. Advantage Telecom Expense Management. Call 901-206-8494. 901-206-8494. It's free. Homer Skelton Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram is your Ram truck headquarters with the largest inventory of Ram trucks in the Mid-South. And now, Homer Skelton Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Millington is celebrating Ram Truck Month, allowing you to save up to $10,000 off MSRP. I'll say it again. Save up to $10,000 off MSRP with a huge selection to choose from. Call or come in today. It's Ram Truck Month at Homer Skelton Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Highway 51 next to USA Stadium in Millington. Welcome back to Adam and Chad on WKBL Sports on 1250 AM, iHeartRadio, and Spreaker.com. Welcome back through the magic of radio and uh, online radio and the magic of television. If you are watching us 
either live on YouTube or uh, Comcast Channel 19. Of course, the show replays on Comcast Channel 19 every Saturday morning at uh, 9 o'clock or 9.30. 9 or 9.30. I, I can't remember. I, can't. I should know that, right? It's my show. But... Uh, <laughs> I don't. I can, it's either nine or nine thirty. Comcast Channel nineteen in Covington, uh, and uh, but like I said, it's live on YouTube and it's available on demand on YouTube. So uh, you, anywhere you want to catch it, catch it. And uh, we are talking a little National Signing Day now. Uh, number one class, Adam, the number one signing class, University of Alabama. No surprise, a four straight year. Of four straight years at number one. How do they continue to do it, though? Because how do this, the top talent look at a team like Alabama and say that think they're going to have any playing time in the next two years? I think a lot of it, they some a lot of the guys they shoot for are your four and five stars that want to go to the NFL, and they think, well, I'd rather even if I don't get to play three full years, I can go and get in a system get NFL ready and I might only have to play one season which in a way I think they preach longevity hey you can only play one season you know you only play a lot one game get beat up a lot in one season but you go straight into the pros so you're you got you last a little longer in the pros I think whereas in some cases these guys if you have to play all four seasons and you get injured and you know just beat up constantly I think that's what happened with uh Mark Ingram and Trent Richardson you know they went in the pros and they just got pounded and it's like these guys had injury after injury but they kind of got injured a little bit at Alabama, whereas now you see somebody like Eddie Lacy, who was a backup till pretty much his last year where he played full-time. He's rocking it out at Green Bay now. Of course, he's a bigger guy, too. And that's why I think a lot of people that out of Alabama, Justin Fowler was Alabama's big fullback today. He's going to the pros. I think he'll be better than T.J. Yeldon because T.J. Yeldon's a guy he, he's had to play so much. I think he's a little banged up, and I, I think going to the pros – you know, but I think that's what a lot of it is. They see a quick path to the NFL. Some of them come just for the experience. They think they can get a national title, which the proofs in the pudding. I mean, they've gotten you know what three out of the last five. So you know, it's kind of one of the things. And yeah, they they last two they haven't. You know, but they've getting close. And each year they're all. You know, when you go there, you're going to be in the hunt at least. And I think that's a big draw. Which there's a lot of other schools that can say the same, but they seem to be able to. Alabama's footprint seems to be spreading out, especially with this class, because you got guys, you got a quarterback, a five star from California. They never, I, I, of course, I attribute that totally to Kiffin. I think without him, that would have never happened. Um, you got a kid out of New Jersey. You know, you got a bunch out of Texas. They're getting, of course, Florida. They've always kind of gotten a little bit, but uh, they're spreading out and getting the players they need. Whereas before, they kind of stayed in the Southeast, even with Saban, but now. I think just the notoriety of Alabama in general. Same thing, Florida State, the same thing, Ohio State. You know, they're getting guys from all over too, um, and it's and it's just saving. They want to play for him. I, I think a lot of it. You're people say somebody's oh the coach. I'm like no. In this case, yeah, and it's a combination of facilities, the reputation, coach. And like I said, there's three or four other schools that can claim the same. I mean, that's why Texas now all of a sudden you got Charlie Strong there. They had a awesome recruiting class which i i'm happy for him i like him i think he's a good guy good coach he's trying to i don't i'm not a texas fan i don't like texas at all and i never wish good on him <laughs> but i i like charlie strong i, I never he's actually made me have a little more you just i'm a little more empathetic to address, texas now why don't you like texas because they're basically the uh they're basically the equivalent of alabama in another state 
No, it's not to me. They're, well, maybe not just quite like, because they have NFL to compete between Texas with. and Oklahoma, I'd take Texas. But Texas mainly, the, the greed. I didn't like Mac. Uh, Brown, I didn't like. You know, the, Mac Brown the, is a the way uh, the Pac twelve or not Pac twelve. I'm sorry, the Big Twelve. The way that they've ruined that conference with the Longhorn Network and the money, they don't want to share nothing. I don't. I don't. Let like me tell that. you. Let me tell you how um, uneducated I am in sports uh, as as a sports broadcaster, right? But I didn't realize until after Mac Brown retired that he was from Tennessee. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't know that. I remember you had told me. You, I think you texted me something one day, and I was like, "Oh, I, you know." It seemed like I had heard. I'm he, sure I'd heard it in passing by, just reading articles and things. Now, but. this past year, he was also inducted into the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame. Oh, okay, um, yeah. but uh, well, and, and he, I mean, he did accomplish a lot. I, I, I would never, yeah. you know, as much as I don't like a school, I still recognize that he did accomplish a lot. I just don't like the way that he handled. The team, and I think he did. Yeah, he had to go at Texas. I agree with any Texas fan too. Yeah, it's time for him to go. I mean, if Saban, you know, ten years from now was still at Alabama and just we were in going six and six or seven and five, you know, yeah, I'd be like, all right, man, it's time to retire. Well, Charlie just, Strong know. has promised that this five loss season will be the last time they lose five games. Yeah, I, and I believe that. I, I think you believe that, that really. You don't. You don't think not, he'll well, lose five games in a season again? I thought you meant only win five. No, no, okay, no, no. no. Now, now that no, he said that they they will not lose five games again in one season. Uh, now, I believe they on. won't. You can't lose. make that kind I of. I could see him saying not losing more than five games. Yeah, even Seven that's five. risky. Well, I, with him, I, I, well, I'm saying before next season because next season, if it, there's a chance they could, because they got a lot of young blood in there and a lot still changing at Texas. I they, maybe after next year, I'd say he might have a good five or six year run. With that, because there really is no reason to ever lose more than five games at Texas. That's that's his. I mean, it really isn't. Yeah, I mean, he's right in a sense, but then again, yeah, it is kind of a bold statement to make with your first big recruit. You know, your big first recruit. year on the job. Yeah, I mean, and and it's. I mean, I'm glad that shows you're a lot basically of confidence. laying out the the. You're basically laying out the conditions under which that the fans should call for your firing. Yeah, well, saying that's that. true. You're yeah. basically saying, "Hey, I'm putting this out there that that, and so if I don't live up to this, get rid of me." Yeah. Well, uh, they got him signed such a big said, contract. I think he knows. Yeah, but so. even though that's not what he said, that's yeah, the that's way yeah. the majority of fans now, are going to take. I'd that. say after next year, yeah, okay, maybe over our five six year period. Well, it, well, considering it's Texas, he shouldn't lose more than five games because Big Twelve is not going to be that strong. I, don't think, I mean, Oklahoma's kind of going TCU, Baylor, over. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. There's four games uh, they can lose in conference. I think, and then that that's just on a regular basis. There's no telling, uh, you know, what like Kansas State could be good, and uh, they could give them trouble. And well, then they're at schedule outside of it, and then their bowl game outside of that. So yeah, but you got to look the the twelve games that they're going to play. There's going to be three, at least three cupcakes in there. So. And then also, I, I think TCU is legitimate. Yeah, they'll be around. Oklahoma's up and down. I, I, they're kind of heading down right now, but they're you know they'll they'll yeah they're they're legitimate. It's a rivalry game. But too. now Baylor, I, they're cyclical. I, I don't think that's going to – Kansas State, same thing. Oklahoma State, same thing. I'm not so sure that year after year they're going to have to really be that – it's concerned. Like this year they were tough, but I Baylor's going to – the, the way the nature of their school just seems to be cyclical with the way their recruits go. 
Um, I, I feel like Texas could very well be the dominant team along with them in Oklahoma could be the front runners again. Then again, we're going to look at probably some more conference realignment anyway, so it's like we're hoping Memphis might get a chance to get in there. Not like they're going to make a dent in that particular conference at first, but uh would be nice. But, uh, yeah, I mean, but I, like you said, though, originally with his statement, yeah, that's kind of a bold statement right away. Now, if, say, next year they won like 10, 11 games, yeah, you could say that to boost them, right? You go, yeah, yeah, we're back, you know, something like that. But right now, after this disappointing season again, I don't know if I would go that far either. I, I kind of agree with that. It's kind of a – and they had the number nine recruiting class, according to ESPN, because I always had to – I mean, you talk about it, you to specify where it's coming from because everybody has their own – because, like, Rivals has USC at number one, which is absolutely ridiculous based on the things. Because I saw two players three days before signing day. Of course, three, you would think that. No, three days before signing day, two five-star players dropped to four stars all. And three days before, it's like, come on. Really? All of a sudden, and then the two players that USC recruited jumped to five stars all within like a 48-hour period of signing day. That's that, how it's, it's all kind know, of murky How do you readjust? Anyway. Well, yeah, yeah. Now, the reason why I'm okay with ESPN, sometimes I've been against them a little bit, but th- this year at least, I did like the average of all of them, of the different recruiting agencies, and they are pretty close as far as if you averaged all the other ratings of everybody. they uh, ESPN had Memphis at 74. We were talking about them. That's yeah. really good for them, comparably. Uh, and it really doesn't reflect how good of a class it is. Now, for them, this is like, I mean, even though, I mean, no, it's not to degrade Memphis. But, now, but you to know, be in a mid-major think, sort of team and being on the low end for so long, to have that many three-stars and to steal a four-star from Clemson is a big deal. Oh, man. You got... Uh, Jalon Oglesby, I think I say his like I'm sorry, dude. If I if I said your first name wrong, I'm sorry, man. Uh, you can even call and tell me, say, hey, man, you tell me how to say it right. Or I'll, I'm sure I'll see you something yeah. football practice, something like that. But uh, he's 5'11", 175 wide receiver. Dude's pretty fast. Well, he's out of uh, the best Fort thing about Military him. Academy. And the fact that he left, gave up going to Clemson to Memphis, that's a big deal because Clemson had a pretty good – they had the number four overall recruiting yeah, class. These guys recruited a high level. Even though I'm not that big on Clemson as a team, I don't think they're as big as everybody's giving them credit for. But they are – they do recruit quality players and talent, and this guy is talented. I think he's going to do well to replace Keyron Malone. I think he's he's that lightning in a bottle that they need. He could be your punt returner, your keep returner. I'm sure Justin Fuente is well, going to take about care of all that. Is he was a spring enrollee, so he's been working out with the team already, yeah. and uh, that helps a lot because oh, yeah. he is one of the few freshmen. Because that's the thing with recruiting classes is that I think people get worked up over recruiting classes and then expect uh, results to coincide yeah. that next year, and that's not how it goes. I mean, you yeah. know, well, yeah. in reality, this is this you're looking at how the potential you have like two, For three future, years, like yeah. three years from now. And uh, but in this particular case, he will see he is expected to see playing time immediately. Oh, yeah. And uh, so you know, uh, it's very promising to have a guy that that was rated a four star. Uh, uh, completely and, out of nowhere, and wanted to go with the big Division yeah, One. Nobody, I don't think anybody expected that came out. That was a and, uh, very pleasant surprise. Of course, and, we talked about Carlos Williams with Coach Rock. Yeah. Uh, from uh, he's playing baseball right now, but uh, he'll be playing football in the fall. And uh, he's a transfer back from Ole Miss to Memphis uh, and uh, running back. So that will uh, definitely that's a that's a good addition as well. And of course, they also uh, got a transfer, a graduate transfer from Louisville, and that was Ryan Mack. He's a six five, three hundred five pound offensive lineman, and they expect him to do good things immediately. 
uh, on the field. They they needed to fill a gap. They found a guy uh, yeah. that had graduated at Louisville. And he's also a spring enrollee too. So and anytime you get him in early, he's from good. Memphis. He went to Louisville for college, but graduated, and so he, the graduate transfer rule, and now he's back, and, uh, and now he's attending Memphis and uh, playing offensive line there. And the one thing you like to see that uh, is the size that Memphis is recruiting. Because Those you've got linemen and defensive linemen. Ryan Mack, six five three oh five. Petty that we talked about, Brighton Petty that we talked about out of Munford High School, six five three ten. Uh, you know, these people are just uh they've got the size and they've got the skill and all they had to do is get molded. A six five two ninety three uh Keenan Davis out of Horn Lake. Uh, you know, yeah. big guys recruited for the line yeah, the line's and, averaging like six four six five more like an sec line you know the battle right. of the trenches and the defensive ends are both they picked up two six five dds so i mean that's that's big if the guys have speed that's even better which i we haven't seen them on the day but it looks like they've got several teammates here i've noticed uh Kadarian jones and khalil johnson are both from uh Kimball High School in Dallas, Texas. So I'm wondering if maybe they were a package deal, like one of the, hey, buddy, come up here with me, you know, kind of thing. Um, they picking up talent from all over. I mean, you're getting a lot of local talent that normally Memphis loses some of the top talent to the bigger SEC schools. And they are kind of keeping some of these guys at home, which, and you got the uh, Ole Miss transfer. Um, is it Denton? I can't think of his last Dodson. name. Dodson. that's it. Yeah, I'm sorry. He, you know, you got him. He won't be eligible this next year, but it's another running back because, like you said, future, you, know, you add in this group and to, for the future, it, it's looking very good uh, overall. And then, of course, they'll probably have another good – if they have another good year, you should have even better recruiting class next year. And uh, just when he's got – you know, he knows what he's doing. He's yeah. getting these guys in here. He's building a very TCU-esque – type program like this is the same thing tcu did with gary patterson they build the big lineman battle the trenches first get your speed guys at the skill positions then you go for your net you know next thing you know memphis will be picking up a five-star that should have went to Ole miss mississippi state or even how alabama comes in here and picks well, up you'll a lot keep of local, local you'll keep local yeah. talent you give the kids reasons to stay home and play here and instead of them going and then coming back, like, right. well, Keewon Long, for example, goes to Alabama, comes back here. Of course, he's from here. So, you know, and there's a couple of like you said, kid from Louisville right. does the same thing. You don't want him to go there first. You want him to come straight here and just stay here. And now Memphis has kind of given him a reason to stay And then hey, you'll also see, gonna... like you said, you'll see kids that maybe would have gone to Ole Miss even to ride the pine uh from down in Mississippi, you know, would have gone to Ole Miss, Mississippi State, that will come up here to start. They're definitely on the right track, Memphis is. And uh, expect, uh, you know, and of course, uh, Fuente uh, addressed at the uh, press conference about expectations of, you know, it doesn't just work like, okay, well, we won 10 games last year, so we'll come out and win 11 this year. But, uh, you know, the possibility is there. The possibility is there to really do some some damage and and have another really great year and to keep Memphis as a relevant program in football and uh, hopefully you can keep that status forever. I mean, there will be up and down years, but you can stay relevant, I I think, is the the goal in all of this and I think they're well on their way to doing that. Yeah, it it seems that way. It, It appears that way. Um, I something to mention too. This is, uh, of course, this is more SEC related. SEC had ten teams in the top twenty in recruiting, which is no surprise. Top twenty-five, they have twelve teams. So twelve out of your fourteen teams finished in the top twenty-five in recruiting, which you know. So it's a good year all the way around. Of course, that's, there's no surprise there. 
But uh, yeah, the biggest news is Memphis having their you know seventy fourth. You know, give or take a few. I'm sure there's some that may have them even further up the line than that, which that's great. Um, but look forward to more four stars in the future, maybe five stars. But the main thing is whether these kids can. We'll see it out in the field next From year. Happy news and good talks to maybe not so happy. We'll talk to Tiger basketball next. We'll, on uh, <laughs> right here on WKBL Sports on 1250 AM, Spreaker.com, and iHeartRadio. Make your trade-in dollars go farther at King Cotton Ford during Double Double Days. King Cotton will double your trade-in value and double your down payment up to $2,000. Get a 2014 Ford Fusion MSRP 27400 now just 19410 after discounts or financing at $291 a month. A new 2015 Ford F-150 Crew Cab 4x4. North American Truck of the Year MSRP 46665 Get it today. For just $39,915 or $5.99 a month after King Cotton Double Discounts and Factory Rebates. Save over $4,000 on the all new 2015 Mustang. Price to sell today at $30,565 or just $4.59 a month after King Cotton Double Discount and Factory Rebates. King Cotton Ford, where we'll make a believer out of you. 965 Highway 51 North in Covington. King Cotton Auto Group has over 100 pre owned vehicles with double discounts. Discounts up to two thousand dollars. Tim online at kingcottonford.com. Did you know that storm water pollution is the number one source of water pollution in Tennessee? When it rains, storm drains carry untreated water and whatever the water picks up directly to creeks, lakes, and rivers. To learn how you can prevent stormwater pollution, visit tnstormwater.org or search for Tennessee Stormwater Association on Facebook. Remember, only rain should go down the drain. Sponsored by the Tennessee Stormwater Association and aired in cooperation with the Tennessee Association of Broadcasters and this station. When we all work together, we can do almost anything. Get involved in community service. Hometown Community Spirit. Hometown Community Pride. Bank of Tipton, member FDIC. Hometown Community Spirit. Hometown Community Pride. U.S. 51 Country. Here's what's going on. The Tipton County Emergency Unit will host their fourth annual Open Buddy Coon Hunt February 21st. Sign up from 3 to 5 p.m. at the Tipton County Emergency Unit, 4456 Holly Grove Road. For more information, visit tceu.net. This is the sound of winning $10,000 with the Jackpot Family of Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery. This is the sound of winning $50,000 with the Jackpot Family of Instant Games. This is the sound of winning $250,000. And this, this is the sound of winning a million dollars with the Jackpot family of instant games. Excuse me, ma'am. The orchestra was wondering which song you'd like to hear next. The Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Hey, you don't know me, but I want to thank you. A couple of weeks ago, you were at a store paying for coffee. You looked at the lottery tickets, but changed your mind. Anyway, it made me think, why not? It's just a dollar. Well, $1 turned into $7,000, and I have you to thank. So, thanks. From the guy in line behind you who bought the winning Lucky 7's instant ticket that you didn't buy. 
Don't let someone behind you buy your winning instant ticket. Play today. All it takes is a dollar or two on a game like Lucky 7's. The Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Here's your forecast from News Channel 3. Mostly clear skies for tonight with a low temperature near 32. Tomorrow, mostly sunny and warmer with a high near 60. But as a cold front moves in tomorrow night, temperatures will drop. Wednesday night, mostly cloudy with a low near 30. Thursday, sunshine with a high of only 35. I'm Tim Simpson from News Channel 3's On Your Side Weather Center on US 51 Country. I'm in a hurry to get things done away. Welcome back to Adam and Chad on WKBL Sports on 1250 AM, iHeartRadio, and Spreaker.com. Welcome back. (laughs) It is time to talk Tiger Hoops. Lost tonight. Yeah, uh, lost by 11 to East lost Carolina. Lost by 11 to East Carolina. A little closer than that till the end. Uh, start turning the ball over, uh, having a foul to try to get it closer. So then, you know, you know when you have to start fouling, it's going to go one way or the other. You're going to, yeah. you're going to either they're either going to extend the lead or you're going to close the gap. One or the other. <laughs> and it didn't went, went the completely opposite direction yeah. for them. But they, it just you know, and East Carolina just made their shots when they had to which that's where memphis has trouble even with free throws of course that's a common thing everybody that watches memphis knows that's just like a it's like a disease or something they just can't seem to do it even the grizzlies catch that disease speaking of the grizzlies they won 95 86 over brooklyn nets they now have 39 wins on the year 39 30, wins 23 and we haven't even hit home. the all-star break yeah it's good i think it's gonna be the year for the run now i mean you got uh san antonio's down a little bit and I mean, they're really the Oklahoma City's down because of you know the Durant injuries. I mean, they're bad, but I don't. It don't look like they're gonna. They're just gonna narrowly make the playoffs if they even do. They're gonna. They're having to rely on Phoenix to really have a lot of problems, which they kind of are. They're on a skid right now, so it's. Uh, we'll see. And then uh, also in hockey news, uh, right now the. Uh, I'm sorry, I was thinking shootout. They're in overtime, tied two to two. The Predators and the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. And for anybody that's not really a big hockey fan, uh, this is a pretty big game because uh, Na- Nashville, of course, is the number one team in NHL right now. The best record, 35-12. and 12, uh, With the Lightning, or second, I think they're tied for the second best record. They're 34-16, and 16, so this is a... They got a lot more losses than Nashville, but the win total is about... They've just played a few more games. But uh, this is a big game. This was supposed to be a... A shootout, which it pretty much it looks like it's going to go to a shootout. So if you're at home and you're listening to us, might want to turn over TV to the channel. I'm not uh, sure what Fox station's Sports, on. Tennessee, it probably. looks like it, yeah, because um, it's not showing on my Probably computer. wherever you were watching the Grizzlies games, like one, cha- one channel Maybe over. One channel, yeah. This would be really cool to watch. If, if you've never watched a shootout in hockey, it's a lot of fun. So and it looks like it's going to go that way. So if you get a chance, check it out and, you know. See what happens. Talking about the NBA real quick, yeah, man, before we get NBA, into yeah. Tiger basketball. Uh, the uh, Cavaliers now finally living up to what a lot of people had said all year was, oh, they'll eventually get it together and win a lot in a row. And, and now they've been able to ra- run off a lot of wins. And, and yeah. you know, they're in the playoff picture. And so the, they are going to be a force to be reckoned with uh, right. coming down toward the end. Of course, it, all, it looks like uh, over in the east side of Atlanta is obviously the, the top team, even with the Grizzlies being them. And that's a big turn. Nobody, I don't think anybody expected. In Atlanta would be good, but we didn't expect them to be like they are. But um, 
Yeah, they. I think Cleveland will be here. Of course, I, I kind of figured they would eventually. I didn't know. I don't know. If it didn't ever seem get like dominant. it was starting to get to be too late. Yeah, yeah, and it may be still. I think they get. They might. They'll go out early in the playoffs, even if they get in. I think. But uh, next year, look out. I think next year is going to be their year. Um, they're going to do as long as there's no some, no crazy injuries or nothing like what happened with Durant at at Oklahoma City and no. of course, yeah. <clears throat> Tiger, we'll see though. Tiger Hoops, of course, we've talked a little bit about already, and yeah. uh, we've talked about the impact of losing Austin Nichols over a few games, and at least it's not the season. I mean, you can say that uh, at the same time. Well, if they lose every game. How much out, postseason then, yeah. is there going to be past the conference yeah. tournament? I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if if they lose. They're ne- they're all four games without Austin, which one they've lost the first one tonight, and they're ne- it's not going to get any easier for the next three games. Um, I think they miss the NIT. I, I don't see them unless they just do something really crazy towards the end, which I, I don't feel like it's going to go that way. Because, I mean, you've got South Florida Saturday at South Florida, which yeah, they, they should win that game. That shouldn't be much of a problem. But Should have won this game. Yeah, though. they should have won this one, too. So, I mean, and South Florida is really worse. They're worse than – they're the worst team in the Americans. So. But you got after that, you got UConn, and then towards the end of the month, between then and the end of the month, I mean, you still got to play SMU, Tulsa, and then UConn again. All between now and March fifth, and that's and of course SMU and Tulsa. You've already yeah. lost to once. Yeah, and then Cincinnati. You got to play at the end, and the Cincinnati's doing well. You know, but they even though Memphis beat them once, I, they without Nichols, which is hard to say where it's going to go. But I, I, uh, I don't know. I, I'm not especially after after the game against Temple. I thought, well, you know, you lost Nichols. Things happen. You know, you can straighten out some of the problems and maybe power through. But now that Nichols is gone for four games, maybe more. I mean, we saw it. I'm not so sure he'll be back after two well, weeks. Well, I don't know. Uh, they, they're saying now MRI. They're just calling an ankle sprain. So yeah. he probably will be back. I don't think it's but, uh, so severe. But, I mean, from sprains, though, I've, I've had sprains like that when I played soccer. And some, it's hard. Well, I think two he, weeks, though? I think he did make the trip. Uh, I'm sure, yeah. To East Carolina, though, which which says that, you know, it, it's not so bad that he can't walk, you know. Yeah, that's but, true. But uh, he, it was, oh, gosh, you could just see the pain yeah. on his face. You uh, would have thought he'd done that, something a whole lot, oh, like I, he tore when something. You, you saw, when, from the pain he was in, you knew something was bad, yeah. something bad had happened, and he was not, you knew he was out for that game for sure. And yeah. it looked like uh, he, he maybe broken his ankle, but, uh, yeah. uh, you know, or luckily it was a big sprain. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, and hopefully be able to recover from that. Yeah. Nick King also having a groin issue and uh, ankle sprain in that game. He played tonight, Just a lot though. lighter, though, because, he, yeah, he was able to come back and play and tonight. And Hawkins so. is out for the year. So, I mean, the bench is even getting devastated a little bit. But at this point, there's no excuse anyway, even, you know. You can't say, well, if they had nickels, they probably would have. Yeah, but they've been playing, so they shouldn't be in the predicament anyway. It, well, they, they, they had a 15-point lead before nickels ever went out exactly, in the Temple game. So. Yeah. Uh, the, There's no the fact reason. that you let them get back that close to begin with is, yeah. is bad. It's and, bad all the way around. You know, and, and they all say, of course, they've all got their speech, uh, it's a game of runs, and, and that's true to an extent. But yeah. when you have a 16-point lead, there shouldn't be a run they can make yeah. that yeah. can catch them up. Because I remember me and you were sitting there and we were talking, I was like, man, look, at they're coming right back. But it was, once again, turn same old problem, same broken record. Turnovers, turnovers, turn. You know, wasn't it? Josh Pazner was calling the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Guys, you just turn over the ball and you miss free throws. Of course, the other team's going to catch up, and they didn't yeah. really get hot. I mean, Temple wasn't just draining; they were having a bad game. 
for the most part, they shot well, like was, 20-something percent the Tigers were playing half. good defense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, The Tigers were playing good defense. Well, Austin was Shaq playing, Goodwin yeah. was Shaq all was over boards. the boards. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, Shaq and Austin you know, were, it was like the Shaq and Austin show the first half. Finishing with just, 20, 23 rebounds, yeah. I think he finished with. And, and then uh, Austin just had like what, 17 points before he got hurt. Yeah, something, something. like that. He was heading. Um, he, he had... Six blocks. He was on his blocks. way to a double double. Yeah, yeah he maybe had, a triple. He double. had good blocks too. He was blocking the boards yeah. every all over the place. So I mean, he yeah. may be the next one to get a triple double, which I I, I want to say hasn't been done since Penny Hardaway. Yeah. I could be wrong about that. Well, but I'm hoping this injury don't slow him down enough because it's like he's gonna he's gonna miss the games where it's more likely, and he's gonna come back. Well, if he comes back in two weeks, like they say. He's going to come back just in time for SMU and Tulsa. And those. Well, I just mean over his easy. career. I didn't necessarily mean yeah. this year. Yeah. I'm, but, yeah. Uh, well, hopefully he will come back in two weeks. But, you know, if he's not if he's not 100%, I don't see up. why to risk it. I mean, the, the season's yeah. shot already. Yeah. Uh, just hang on to him and for next year. somebody else on the bench just needs to step up. And I mean, the biggest they, question is, who's going to step up? Because now, this season, I mean, let's face it. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a huge Tiger fan, right? I'm not... I'm not running the team down, but let's face it. The season is pretty much a wash right now. I mean, it's it's pretty much over. Yeah. And uh, so now I'm looking at who's going to step up here at the end of the season and show me hope for next year because there's still nobody at the guard position that's making you feel comfortable. So who's going to come in, and is, is Pookie Powell going to come up and start playing the role he, uh, you know, and, you know, mature as a point guard and all that good stuff. Uh, who's going to come in and, and run this offense next year? Because that's what they're missing. And if they don't fill that gap, uh, you're going to have a repeat next year, even with uh, Shaq Goodwin oh, yeah. and Austin Nichols. This has multi-year implications because, well, you'll lose Goodwin for the mo- most likely. Um, and then, I mean, you may even, I mean, Nichols will stay around, I'm sure, but. Yeah, it's going to be rough. This is not just a one-season thing. It's going to be a – and then the way they're playing, it's just – I don't know. I mean, they, you have people say, oh, they, win the, they can win the American tournament. The way they're playing right now, no. They're not going to win the American tournament. I mean, just, you know. Of course, Tulsa did show that they're beatable. They lost their first game this weekend against SMU in the in conference. So, uh, conference-wise, but it's yeah. still Tulsa's to but, lose. Yeah, I mean, but uh, they, when you run off as many wins as they did in the beginning, uh, you got you got pretty comfortable. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, it's gonna be something. But hopefully, you know, passing and turn around a little bit right now. I think it's safe to say that NIT is about as good as it's going to get uh, if they even get that far. One so. thing that's interesting we were looking at earlier. Uh, there's a uh, the probably the most active Memphis. Uh, University of Memphis fan message board is memphistigers.org. Uh, there are a couple others. Memphis Roar has a message board, or at least they used to. I think they still do. Uh, and uh, then I think there's a, I, I think there's another one. I can't think of the name of it right now. But uh, the memphistigers.org is, is probably the most active of the Memphis uh, fan message boards. And they have a poll up for their users of should Josh Pastner basically it's uh, it's worded a little differently, but should Josh Pastner stay coach of Memphis or should he be gone? And uh, it's sixty percent on that message board in favor of getting rid of Josh Pastner, forty percent on that message board in favor of keeping Josh Pastner. Now another poster I noticed on there uh, posted that. Uh, some stat about these Facebook pages uh, where there was a Keep Josh Passner Facebook page that had a lot of likes and, and a Fire Josh Passner Facebook page that, that didn't have 
uh, many likes. I, you know, that's uh, really inconclusive data because you don't know how much one person promoted the page as opposed to the other one. You don't know. Uh, plus, fire is a harsh word. You know, yeah. and people tend to answer things differently based on the wording. Uh, you know, uh, they they if you say should they fire Josh Pastner, then the more people might be inclined to say no than if you say you know should Josh Pastner be the coach next year. And uh, so it's the way you put things a lot too. Is so I don't know that either one is representative of the entire fan base. So here's what I say: as your uh, measuring device to find out if the fans are happy or not. Watch TV and look at the seats. And you and I looked at the seats on a yeah. Saturday afternoon game and a doubleheader in which the yeah. UConn women were coming to play after this, okay? This was a and, and Temple's not a bad team, beat Kansas by yeah. like twenty. One of their better teams. Yeah, yeah one of their better home there. games for the year. You look down in the big money section, the section where these people not only pay for their seats, but they donate money to the university. And you see the emptiness. They're half empty. Yeah. Yeah. It even showed. I think the show to the attendance being 14,000, but I'm kind of doubting that. uh, But I mean, you know, know, they were, they they came in and then left because. Benefit of the doubt, maybe 12, really. Yeah. But uh, that, yeah. Because, I mean, we we saw it for itself. It just. It doesn't look. It's not packed out in the the places where it should be. At least the lower bowl should be. You know, I get maybe the very top. Tier, but there was a lot of people up in the top half that, you know, and I think it just, I don't know. And after the way they played, it was just, you could just sense the air just got wind, just got knocked out of that building because people thought, for sure, they had the game won. And then, of course, then nobody already stayed for the women's game afterwards because naturally. And they played UConn. I thought maybe there'd be more people for that. But yeah, you would UConn's think. women just dominated had, South Carolina uh, really the other night I, to beat the number one team now. They'll be the I had one. other, uh, had other obligations, but I yeah, really wish I could have stayed around. and watched that one. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, it it, uh, it was a it, it speaks loudly, and I'm not sitting here. Don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting here advocating one way or the other. Uh, if I had to pick a choice, I would say I don't think you fired Josh Passner after this year. Uh, well, I, I don't we, think we know they can't move. due to monetary reasons. Anyway, there are a lot so. of reasons. There are plenty of reasons to uh, keep him, as there are a lot of reasons to be concerned with whether or not he is the future of the program. Okay, I'm not taking away from the argument that you know the program, even in the even in last year, and you know when they made it to the tournament, you didn't feel like the progress was being made that should be made. Um, so I'm not arguing against that. I'm also saying, though, uh, you've got money to think about. You've got uh, your appeal to other coaches to think about. Uh, if you fire the guy who's won more games than any other coach in his first five years in the history of the school, uh, you know, will you still be able to attract a good coach? And uh, that's a question. Of course, I mean, we saw in the NBA where it didn't matter because three teams fired the winningest coaches they've ever had uh, in Denver, uh, Golden State, and um, – in Memphis, and uh, of course Memphis already had their apparent pick, but uh, Steve Kerr goes to Golden State, uh, you know, and so it didn't seem to bother him. I mean, not Golden State. I'm sorry, they they didn't. I don't think he was the winningest coach. The guy that got rid of Golden State, but uh, the uh, uh, what's his name, Vinny Del Negro at the Clippers was the winningest coach, and they get rid of him, uh, and they eventually bring in Doc Rivers, uh, you know. So it doesn't scare all the coaches away, at least on the pro level for them to get rid of a winning coach. But, uh, 
what you know, I, and I'm not sure. I, I just don't think you'll be able to get the kind of name that fans want. Uh, yeah. If you act too hastily in the passenger situation, I'm not saying he's the guy for the future. I am saying that if you fire him this year, you might not get the guy you want. Well, that, yeah. And also, I some rumors I've been hearing around town and other things. This Bruce Pearl garbage. Yeah, you can forget that. The the Auburn's got him tied up in such a high contract. They don't have the money to get rid of passenger and bring him in. You're talking about easily $15 million. It's not going to happen. No. So. Anybody sees that rumor floating around, put that to rest. So, yeah. Oh, and before so we now, forget. Now, as soon as you've said that, it'll happen. No. Yes. Yeah. Also, if we, we hadn't forgot what we did, forget about uh, that we lost a member of the radio family uh, today. Yeah, that's right. Straight of Drake and Zeke. Zeke, uh, Zeke Logan. Logan. Yeah. Yeah. He passed away this, was this I morning. I did need to mention that earlier. Yeah. This morning, about 10 o'clock, uh, Zeke Logan passed away from 98.1 The Max. Uh, everybody knows him. Memphis yeah. legend. I never met him in person, but uh, he was a really funny guy, and I enjoyed listening to him. And uh, so, our hearts go out to the family of Zeke Logan. He'll be sorry. He'll be missed. For Adam Craig, I'm Chad Gatlin. We're getting out of here. Be back next week. See you. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone.